Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bowden Athletics Podcast, brought to you by the Polar Bear Athletic Fund. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. While the 2007-2008 Bowden field hockey team won its school's first ever national championship in any sport, as we approach the 10-year anniversary of that monumental season, I recently caught up with three star players from that team. They were Hillary Hoffman, Megan McGuire, and Val Young. We had a very lively conversations talking about their moments and their memories from that special year. Also, we caught up to see what they're doing now in their professional lives. So it was a very lively podcast. I really enjoyed speaking with them. All three of these women were very well-spoken and just a pleasure to have a conversation with. So stick with us here at the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, once again, congratulations to the 2007-2008 Bowden Field Hockey Team. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bowdoin Athletics Podcast, brought to you by the Polar Bear Fund. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to be with you here today, and we have a very exciting podcast for the month of November, as we're going to look back on 10 years ago, the 2007-2008 Bowdoin Field Hockey National Champions. It was the first national championship of any sport in Bowdoin Athletic history, Uh, so it's a very appropriate time and very special moment uh, to look back. And we're on this podcast, we're lucky enough to be joined by uh, the three captains, Hilary Hoffman, Megan McGuire, and Val Young, all join us here on the podcast. And first up is Hilary Hoffman. Uh, you may remember her. She played forward. Hilary, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. No problem. I'm really excited. So we were joking a couple of minutes before. You said you can't believe it's been 10 years since the national championship uh, just, just talk about your initial feelings when you think about that event and, uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, I, first of all, it is crazy that it has been 10 years. Uh, that definitely makes me feel old, but I mean, it's one of, it's one of the fondest memories of, of my life. I mean, um, I still, you know, try to bring it up whenever I can and people, people think it's a really cool thing. Um, I, you know, think it was a really formative experience of my entire college experience, which is really um, a really, you know, meaningful thing for me. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's it's also cool to think about how it has been 10 years, but, you know, I, I'm still in very, very close touch with um, Val and Meg, who were my co-captains, and with, um, you know, pretty much most of my teammates so it's a pretty special thing that's awesome let's just go back in time uh you played high school you're from the colorado area what initially attracted you to go to college in maine boating and play field hockey yeah that's a great question um i think that uh you know playing playing a sport was absolutely something that um i wanted to do in college that was something that was a huge part of my high school years, and um, I wanted to go to a smaller liberal arts school, Division Three, where you know I could play field hockey, but it wasn't necessarily um, you know the dominating feature of college for me. So um, the NESCAC was kind of a conference that I zeroed in on for you know that reason great academics as well um and Maine actually really appealed to me I thought it was absolutely beautiful um and I found that there were a surprising number of similarities between 
Maine and Colorado. So even though it was really far away, it actually um, felt like a really good a good fit for me. How was that first winter? Were you used to it from Colorado, or how was it weather-wise? I know. I always say uh, the winter was not so bad because, you know, we get our fair share of snow out here. Um, but by the time March rolls around, I was really ready for some spring, and that's not really how Maine works most of the time. So spring <laughs> is when I, I struggled the most because I was ready for some sunshine and the snow to melt. And, you know, that didn't happen until late April and May. Yeah, that's uh, no question about it. Well, just talk about how you got involved, uh, Head Coach Pearson and the field hockey program, and when you first got to campus those first couple years uh, with the program. Yeah, uh, Nikki Pearson was absolutely another reason why I chose Bowdoin. Um, I instantly felt like she was um, going to be a phenomenal coach, uh, which she was. And um, arriving on campus and, you know, not, not knowing anyone, uh, feel, it was so nice to have field hockey as um, kind of an instant uh, group of people and community that I could, you know, that I, I felt a, a connection to. Um, you know, we obviously play in the fall, and so we uh, started early for preseason. So my teammates were the first people that I met. And um, it was, it really was just made the adjustment so much easier. I remember that upperclassmen would give us advice on which classes to take um, and things like that. So it really was like you had, you know, this instant built-in community and also um, kind of natural mentors as well to give you advice. So that was really nice. And then those first couple of years, uh, talk about your playing time and how it got going. Uh, obviously, still had some good seasons uh, leading up to your junior year, going to the Final Four in 2006. Yeah, we did have um, some good seasons, and I have really strong memories of those first uh, Final Four games and experiences. Um, I you know, think that a lot of people go through this, but... I came from, you know, a strong high school program in Denver, but then was surrounded by, you know, such high-quality players, uh, and that was definitely an adjustment just to be, at, you know, a different level of playing. And Nikki um, just does such an amazing job of developing her players. Uh, it's definitely been a little while since I picked up a field hockey stick, but I can still remember very clearly um, some very specific skills that I learned from her, which is pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I think it was in 2006 um, when we went to the Final Four for the first time, and, you know, that just really made it clear to us that uh, we could and should be playing at that level, and I think um, there was you know, a, a level of nervousness and um, kind of awe that uh, we had to get over a little bit so that we could, um, yeah, really focus on on playing. And um, I think that's what happened in, in 2007. And then just talk about that, that loss in 2006. Did it motivate you guys to have the great national championship 20-0 year that you had the next year? Yeah, I think it definitely played a role. Um, like I said, in 2006, I think it was just so cool for us to 
be there and we had to kind of get over that and get over um you know the added elements that can you know increase nervousness um and I think in 2007 we'd gotten that out of the way and had a final four under our belts and really you know we're there we're there to win that time around we could kind of block out some of the um you know extra distractions and um kind of crazy parts of the final four and really focus on playing and then you know talk about the unfortunate during the same time you lost a teammate taryn king who got sick over in ireland a field hockey all-american just talk about how that all helped with you know your emotions and during a very difficult time. Yeah, that that definitely was um, a huge part of everything. I mean, Karen was our de facto leader for most of um, you know my field hockey time at Bowdoin. She was an amazing player and an incredible person. Um, so that you know that really was like losing the heart of our team, which is, you know, a really incredibly difficult thing. Um, I do think in retrospect that it brought us together as a team. And, you know, I feel, I still feel a connection to those people um, that is strong and rare and only comes after going through um, something as, difficult is losing you know best friend and um I think that you know it was both one of those things that you know teaches 20 year olds uh that life can be really tough and that they're they're definitely larger um more important things than field hockey but at the same time I think it really brought out just like love for playing and love for each other that um, I have to think transferred into, um, you know, playing really good field hockey. Do you have a favorite moment for that championship season on the field uh, where you just like, wow, I can't believe we're doing this? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> it's been so long at this point, it's honestly hard for me to remember. I do, I do have a very strong memory of the championship game. I mean... That, that I think, you know, stands out most strongly in my mind. I can remember most details of that field. Um, I remember the celebrating when we won. I can very, very clearly visualize that even, even now. And do you remember the reaction back in campus? Because this was the first national championship that you had in school history in any sport. That is true, and actually arriving back in campus is uh, another very vivid memory. Um, I think we arrived back, it was absolutely after midnight, it must have been two in the morning, Um, and I remember starting to pull into Brunswick, and you know, this is after a pretty long uh, bus ride, and um, a couple police cars pulled in front of us and we had a police escort going through town um and we pulled into um the parking lot where the locker room was and there was a pretty sizable crowd there waiting for us um like i said at two in the morning so this was pretty surprising and i remember getting off the bus and there was just 
uh, yeah, a, a mob of people who were so excited to see us, and it was so fun to be able to celebrate that with uh, people on campus who um, couldn't necessarily be at the game. Wow, that's a great memory. Something you remember the rest of your life. Absolutely. And just lastly, to wrap it all up, just tell the fans and your family and friends, uh, what are you up to now? You're in the Colorado area. And uh, uh, just talk about how your field hockey experience has helped you in postgraduate life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just finished up a master's in public policy at uh, Duke University and um, managing an advocacy program for um, a large network of charter schools here in Denver. So um, I, you know, talk to uh, students all the time who are in high school about uh, their college prospects and what college might might mean for them. And so I, you know, am thinking and talking about Bowdoin quite a bit. Um, you know, uh, the athletic programs are also a, you know, big important part of our schools. And um, a very important element for um, many of our students' college prospects as well. So um, I love talking about, you know, being a student athlete and what being on a team and being involved in a sport uh, meant, meant for my college experience. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for the time, Hillary, for joining us here and uh, kind of looking back down memory lane for the Bowdoin Field Hockey National Championship team in 2007-2008. This is fun. Thanks so much. Okay, welcome back. We're here now with Megan McGuire of Field Hockey, uh, captain, midfielder on that National Championship 2007-2008 Bowdoin Field Hockey team. First of all, Megan, thank you so much for the time. And Hillary was saying, in a lot of ways, it was it does seem like a long time ago, but she has a lot of distinct memories. Uh, just your just general feeling when you look back on that 07-08 team, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are that that was an incredibly special year, and they are uh, moments and memories from that season that uh, that stay with me uh, to this day. I think about that season a lot. Like It's, it's hard not to. Um, and I recently had the opportunity to recount sort of the story of that season with some friends here in New York City. And it, I got, like, really choked up thinking about it, just how special it was um, to have been a part of that team under Nikki Pearson's leadership and with a group of women that um, that I consider to be incredible friends and uh, um, people that I want in my life. That's awesome. Let's just take it back now. What attracted you to Bowdoin? Um, where did you go to, where did you grow up in high school and what, how did you end up playing field hockey? Yeah, I, so I grew up in a really small town in New Hampshire called Wolfboro, New Hampshire. It's on Lake Winnipesaukee and I attended Kingswood Regional High School. Um, it was a small regional high school in, uh, in New Hampshire. Um, I graduated with about 200 students in my, in my senior graduating class. Um, and I played field hockey, uh, all throughout middle and high school. Um, and I owe it to my my neighbor growing up who was a college field hockey coach at Plymouth State University in New Hampshire who, when I moved into my neighborhood, uh, walked over with a field hockey stick. And she's like, you should play field hockey. You should come to my camps. And so that's how I started playing. Um, and then uh, the Bowdoin was, um, it became in time a very, a very easy decision to want to apply. I mean, there's obviously no guarantees of getting in, but I was really attracted to the small liberal arts college. I wanted to stay in New England. 
Um, I was really drawn to the academics there. They seemed really rigorous, but also an environment that wasn't overly competitive and seemed really supportive and focused on equipping students to um, to really learn to be good citizens of the world and of your local community. And uh, I think the ethos of the college around serving the common good are, are just uh, so ad- admirable, and I, um, I really wanted to be part of that place. So I applied, applied early decision uh, when I was in high school to go to Bowdoin. Um, I thankfully got in, and then uh, I wasn't totally sure if I wanted to play field hockey, but I, I trained the next summer um, and went to preseason and uh, earned a spot on the team. So uh, I was very grateful for that, um, and uh, I think heading in, knowing that I wanted to be at Bowdoin and then also had the great benefit of being on the team, ended up making for a really remarkable part of my Bowdoin experience. And just talk about what it was like those first couple of years as your underclassman, uh, which set you guys up for success as an upperclassman. But talk about those freshman, sophomore years playing field hockey. Sure. Um, they were – so my, my first year on the team, we were um, – we, we had a decent season, um, but we lost in the, in the NESCAC tournament and therefore didn't have any sort of serious postseason opportunities. And I remember the team feeling a little down about that. And I, I recall the, the, the three girls who were going to be captains the next year really thinking, even at the end of that season, which was the fall of 2004, um, saying, like, we want to do stuff different next year. We want to take a slightly different approach. Um, and I think that affected how we trained um, heading into the following seasons, the standards we sort of set as a team, um, not sort of the standards, but we did set it as a team about ways that we would spend time together, both on and off the field, um, and really setting clear goals as a team together and not just like these individual goals that we had or things that individually motivated us. So it was like this sort of new wave of, of leadership that really oriented the group towards um, towards like wanting to work hard, but also wanting to be really bonded in working hard. Um, and I would say uh, the my sophomore and junior years in particular, um, there was just like this fire uh, in in the way that we approach practice and the way that we approach games. We had we won the NESCAC championships both in uh, the fall of 2005, the fall of 2006, the fall of 2007. Um, but when I was a sophomore and a junior, those wins really, I think, gave us a lot of momentum and confidence in our ability to play really well. Um, and I... I think uh, those those early seasons that were really successful regular seasons, really successful postseasons, and which led to appearances in the NCAA tournament up through the semifinal game. We lost both in 2005 and 2006 in the NESCAC, in the NCAA semifinals. Were just um, additional motivators to to I don't know get us thinking about how we could perform, continue performing at an elite level, and how we could win at an elite level. And that's a great segue because I'd like to know, what was it like that summer and spring getting ready for your senior year after losing, as you mentioned, the Final Four? What yeah. was the mindset yet for your senior it, year when you guys went 20-0? Yeah, it was um, – I remember specifically that um, I had a bit of an interest. I was actually reflecting on this recently. I had a bit of an interesting summer before my senior year. I studied abroad my junior spring semester, and I was in Chile, which meant that I had – a semester that ran from like late February until late July. So when I came back, I had about two weeks at home in New Hampshire before I went to Maine to prepare. 
and it was almost I remember like that physical that physical distance away from um, from the states it gave me some time and space to reflect on like how I wanted to come into the season how I wanted to um, just work really closely with Val and Hill around um, setting our goals and being super clear on um, how we how we practiced and how we played and this mentality of for as cliche as it sounds like really taking it one game at a time like the mission is just this day this practice the mission tomorrow is that day that practice and the mission on Saturday is that day that game and that win and I think having a mentality of like you prepare so that you play well so that you can win as a team was just vital um so I remember like coming back to Bowdoin, being really refreshed, um, feeling really excited to start playing. Um, I remember having a series of um, meetups with Hill and Val, just the three of us, uh, so that we could just get on the same page about um, our, our, our approach with the team. Like, I remember we decided early on that we all wanted to build intentional relationships with girls on the team, and each of us took a different class. So I had the first years, and I forget – what Val and Hill took, but we, we really, in, like, we were all point on one of the underclassmen classes, and this just meant, like, keeping in touch with them, grabbing meals with them, um, really, like, building friendships and relationships with them outside of just the practices and the games, um, and uh, we also got on the same page about how we wanted to stay in touch with Nikki um, in weekly meetings and in, uh, in keeping her abreast of how how girls on the team were doing academically and socially. And um, I just think those touch points and that, like, synchronization um, around our goals uh, was so, so critical. So that's – I realized that was long-winded, but that's how we prepared for um, for the, the, 20, the 2007 season. No, that's it. That's very interesting. That's people usually don't see that stuff behind the scenes when they just come into the games. You don't realize what goes into it. Um, and now let's uh, talk about, uh, on a much awful, sadder note, passing of Taryn King right during that time period. Uh, just how that all affect the program from your perspective? Yeah, Taryn was a really vital part of the team for the years that she was um, at Bowdoin. And uh, I think when you talk to most people, they remember her as being this absolute force of an athlete, but also this lovely, kind, vibrant human. And uh, when when her, I vividly remember her passing, and I remember being in the room where Nikki Pearson told us the news, and um, it not really sinking in until, um, honestly, like a few days later when we had a memorial service. Um, but I think what, I think what, um, I want to keep this on a real, like, on a positive note, but Karen was such a, um, I guess I use the word again, such a force that to really do her legacy justice, I think just meant like we had to work hard and we had to keep moving forward and we had to keep finding the fun in the game and finding time to be together and enjoy each other's company because those are the things that she really valued Um, and obviously working hard uh, towards success in, in, in field hockey. Um, so I think that it was, it was certainly like, um, it was, it was a deep loss and one that I still grapple with, um, even now being pretty far removed from, 
from my own college experience, but I do, I do think that that sometimes those things happen in ways and they, and the fruits of like what emerges from it are actually really rich. And I, I, I definitely feel um, like her passing was something that we carried with us. It motivated us. It inspired us. And uh, for sure, her legacy um, was part of our, our 2007 season and, and beyond. And I think the team still is, is hopefully feeling uh, like her presence and her legacy in, uh, in, in their, in their time at Bowdoin. Well said, well said. On a, on a happier, brighter note, what was the moment uh, that you remember from the national championship game and coming back to campus as the first uh, national champions in school history of any sport? Oh my gosh, this is an awesome question. I, I I'll, I'll mention a few things. I remember, um, I remember like the final minutes of the game like watching the clock and thinking, oh my gosh, like this is going to happen. Like we are going to win this game. And, um, or at least I had the confidence at the time that we were going to win that game. Uh, and then the clock ran down and then just feeling this wave of like, we were all running towards each other. We were all embracing each other. Um, I, I, it felt right. Like we had worked so hard. We had taken this approach that was focused on being a cohesive team, caring about each other, caring about working hard. And like, it resulted in this unbelievable um, season with with uh, with the ending that we had that we had set out to have. Um, I uh, I'll never forget. I'll just mention this. It sort of relates back to one of your earlier questions. But preparing for the season, we meet as a team, and we we all set individual goals. And we set a team goal. And I recall the team goal was to win the last season. It was to win the the last game that we played that season. And, and we actually ended up doing that, um, which was, which was incredible. Uh, and of course I'll never forget the, the bus ride back from Pennsylvania to Maine where we were on the bus. No one was doing homework, which, uh, which was normally par for the course on a bus ride back. But, uh, we were, um, we were just together. Girls were singing. People were, um, I don't know, just reflecting on the season and having, just this incredible time of like this protected time of just us on that bus uh, coming back into Brunswick. And I'll never forget like pulling into Brunswick. There was a police escort. Um, and we pulled into the field house area. And I remember some girls on the bus were like, well, I, I mean, it's so late. It was almost, I think it was 1am around that time. And we were all like, I don't know who's, I don't know who's going to be awake at this time. Where should we go? Should we continue celebrating? Of course we should. And uh, I'll never forget we turned in towards the field house and there was this like wave of people, um, this absolute mass of people. I think it completely took us by surprise. Um, and it, it was hard for the bus to get towards the field house because everyone started running towards the bus and banging on the side of the bus. Um, and then I remember like being one of the first people off the bus uh, and my feet not even touching the ground. Like, people were, like, hoisting me up in the air. Uh, it was incredibly surreal. I remember seeing Barry Mills, who was president of the college at the time, um, there, a bunch of deans, the head, of the head of the athletic department, all these professors. It was, like, not just students. It was the, the, it was the boating community that came out to celebrate with us, and I will forever cherish that memory. Yeah, those are moments for a lifetime, and, you know, it's something that can never be taken from you guys. That national yeah. championships you remember for the rest of your life. Absolutely. 
What um, now? Let's to wrap everything up and thank you again for the time. Uh, what just tell us, people? Where are you now? Tell your fans uh, and uh, how has playing field hockey helped you in your postgraduate life? That's a great question. So I, I live in Brooklyn, New York, and I work in education. I um, I work at College Board, so I'm in, I'm in the business of making the SAT exam and uh, AP courses and exams, um, which is a, a place where I actually never thought I would be, but I really enjoy. Um, and I will say, uh, my past post-college has been exclusively in the field of education. I was a teacher for three years in Denver, Colorado, at a public charter school where I taught alongside two other Bowdoin Field Hockey uh, players and alumni, Burgess LePage and Susan Morris, who were the class of 2007 and were definitely, um, uh, they were two leaders that have certainly made their mark on Bowdoin Field Hockey history. Um, uh, So I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, So I taught, taught with them for three years. Uh, I, I moved back to the East Coast, worked in New York City at a startup graduate school of education, training teachers and principals to work in, um, in urban schools. And then I made a pivot into College Board. And, and the things that I take away from my field hockey experience that relate to where I'm at now, I think it's a sense of the importance of building relationships and working with people um, in a team capacity, you, you can't you can't understate how how important that is to, to getting work done and to building a positive uh, like professional experience um, for yourself and for the people that you're working with. So that's certainly like one of the biggest things that I I, I utilize and and think about um, in my professional work. Um, and then also just this this um, I think I've really car- carried with me like a a spirit of like being willing to embrace um, uncertainty and new challenges kind of head on. Um, the season that we had in 2007 was by no means like destined for us. We had to work super hard for it. And uh, there were times when we had to face, um, yeah, things that you don't expect to face, um, whether it be like, I don't know, bad weather or, um, practices that just did not go well the week before the game, and so we were heading into a game feeling a little shaky. Um, you, I think when you are an athlete and you are um, laser-focused on a goal but know that the path to get towards that goal is not going to be straight, that, can, uh, that is something that I take with me in, in, my, in my professional life because I'm actually now working on a project. Um, I'm actually doing a project that's focused on building SAT questions, in more innovative ways and trying to figure out how to do this is not straightforward so utilizing things like leaning on others learning from others um working with others to build goals and build buy-in to the work um and just staying the course like having confidence that you'll be able to figure it out um with the help of others uh is is just is critical so those are the things that i that I take away. Wow, that's great. And that's a great metaphor for taking the SAT. You got me thinking you have to, <laughs> to, to get through the ups and downs. So the, you're bringing back memories for me as you were talking. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not too, too painful, too painful of memories. <laughs> yeah, the, the, those Saturday mornings, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, well, that's well said, Don. You're right. In a bigger way, a meta, great metaphor for life, ups and downs of your days. You can relate to it by playing sports. It's something that I will forever be grateful for and is definitely a part of my, um, of who I am. And I hope that uh, when I was a teacher, the last thing I'll say is I worked with students that um, 
that have never really played sports before, and I actually got to coach coach them in, in sports that uh, I never personally played, but had a lot of fun uh, learning. And I, I hope to keep, um, I don't know, stay involved in, in team sports, whether in a coaching capacity um, or just like supporting like young people that I come across across in my in my own life because um, it's just so important to have those those experiences. You can't um, can't underestimate like how how many values you develop, uh, or skills, values, um, uh, that you develop through those experiences. They're, they're really critical. Well, Megan, thanks so much for the time and congratulations again, 10 years later, 2007, 2008 national champions in field hockey, uh, first ever national championship in Bowdoin school history. Thank you so much for the time. Um, it's, it's, Really flattering to be interviewed 10 years later. Um, and uh, I guess all I can say at the end is, go you Bears. Okay, we're back with the third captain now. Val Young joins us here uh, as we're recapping the 2007-2008 Bowdoin National Championship team in field hockey. And Val, first of all, thanks so much for the time. Oh, yeah, thank you. Happy to be, happy to be on. So we talked to Hillary, you talked to Megan, and now you're rounding it up. Uh, just talk, when you look back now 10 years later, what's your general, what are your impressions, your memories you have uh, from 2007-2008 Bowling Field Hockey? Yeah, I mean, I think when I look back, um, I feel as fondly about the team, and it is so intertwined with my feelings about and my memories about Bowden and those years in general. Um, but I just have, like, familial-like feelings for everybody that I played with, including their families, their parents, their siblings, um, and then certainly Nikki and our coaching staff. Uh, it just, even as, even as some of the memories have started to fade a little bit, um, those feelings of, of being part of a family and really sharing this amazing experience with that group of people, that has not dulled at all. And now let's go back in time. Uh, where did you grow up and what attracted you to Bowden initially and how did you get involved with field hockey? Yeah, I grew up in Concord, New Hampshire, um, and I had played sports all growing up. Both my parents had played Division One sports. My dad had played ice hockey at Cornell, and my mom had played uh, tennis and basketball. So we had we played about every sport that you could imagine growing up. Um, and I actually didn't pick up field hockey until I was in high school. I had played soccer and um, softball and tennis a bit, and then I had a bunch of friends that played field hockey. I wasn't really loving soccer, so I picked up this new sport, and it just totally clicked for me. Um, I, I joke with my dad that I must have gotten some of his stick handling skills or something from the ice. Um, so, though I had been a little bit of a late starter to the sport, I really loved it. I started playing on some club teams and thinking about if I could play in college. And um, the first thing that my parents reminded me about was I really needed to find a place where I would be happy outside of field hockey and certainly a place where I would have strong academics. And so Bowdoin and the other NESCACs were a pretty obvious choice from the beginning when I started looking. Um, but I remember the feeling of walking onto Bowdoin's campus and just falling in love with the place. I went in late fall. I went to go watch a field hockey game and meet with the team, uh, met Nikki, and she immediately put me at ease because she has just such a great personality, uh, so easy to connect with, and loved the players on the team, really thought that they had a great vibe, and it was just a great fit all around. I looked at other schools. I looked at a lot of kind of similar on paper schools, but none of them gave me that same feeling as Bowdoin. So 
I just I just knew from the beginning it was a place where I could be successful academically. I ha- I would have opportunities uh, on the field hockey field, and the people were great. So it was kind of a no brainer actually. So I applied early to Bowdoin and uh, had it you know all wrapped up by Christmas time basically before I graduated from high school. Yeah, so that's a great feeling. Uh, and then just talk yeah. about the, f- the first couple of years playing field hockey as a freshman and sophomore, and we'll kind of set the stage for your uh, junior senior years. Yeah, so we had an incredible we had an incredible team um, of leaders from the beginning, and I think even in our early year, my freshman year, when we weren't as strong, we had kind of the baseline set for a really good group of people with high aspirations that were working hard for each other and for the right reasons. I think the Feel Lucky team had always at that time really had standout leaders, uh, you know, amongst athletes and amongst students of the school. And of course, we had Nikki's kind of quiet um, brilliance leading the way. And I don't even know that we appreciated it then, but the, she just knew how to fit the right people into the right places. I think she moved my position, I played midfield for a little while, and then I went back to defense. And she just had a really keen eye for how to make a team work together, uh, you know, in and around some individual standouts, but beyond that, kind of how to build a really strong team. Um, I remember my sophomore year, one of our teammates, um, you know, said something at the very beginning around, like, how we're going to go to the national championship, we're going to go to the final four, and that's our dreams. And I think that was crazy at the time. I mean, no... I feel like it's even made it to the NCAA championship once. Like, no Bowden team had made it, you know, to the championship or had won a championship. It just kind of felt like uh, a pipe dream at the time. But we had leaders that got you to believe in crazy things, and so we kind of bought into it, and we had a really good season my sophomore year. Um, you know, then my junior year, obviously, we had an incredible season with um, the leadership on that team that brought us all the way to the Final Four again. So... I think it was it was a pipe dream actually of a teammate of ours, uh, Karen King, who was, um, you know, had sadly passed away when we were in college, getting really sick. And I don't know if Megan or Hillary talked about it, but I'm happy to talk about it more. Um, yes, yes. She really is the spark in my memory of someone that said, you know, when I was a when I was pretty young, like we can do this, we can totally get to the national championship game when none of us believed it. Um, and so it was. It was just kind of the amazing business of people um, more senior than me who had been around a little bit longer than me and uh, got us to buy into it. And I think that really, that belief got us going. Um, I don't know exactly what it was that made it click, and and we had that amazing season my senior year, but um, it was definitely seeded earlier on with people that believed in us maybe before we knew to believe in ourselves. And then talk about, as you, you mentioned, from 2006, uh, to your senior year, what did you guys think about that summer uh, leading into the great 20-0 season? Yeah, I mean, I think once we had gotten so close, I think the first year it was like, is this a fluke or something? It was that lucky. The second year getting so close again, we realized that we were, um, you know, A, we'd been there before. So going into the season, I think we were really confident about, you know, taking it game by game, but really what we were working towards, it, it enabled us to hold ourselves to incredibly high standards because we had a goal that didn't that felt like it could be within reach. We returned a um, incredible team my senior year. I mean, we had had some really young players that were you know freshmen and sophomore the year before that had had one more year of maturity, had had one more year of experience on on a national champion caliber team. Um, so over the summer and coming back early in the fall, we just had 
incredible drive and work ethic and a, um, fully committed. And um, so it was, yeah, it was really just a, a amazing sort of confluence of people coming together, of us working really, really hard and have returning the right players in the right places, um, you know, and Nikki filling in kind of the gaps. That I think we just knew from the beginning we had a chance, and that gives you just so much hope and energy to work for. Uh, and we had, we just had, they just kind of came together. I don't know, it's almost like a storybook season of we didn't have conflict in, you know, off the field. We were amazing on the field. We were amazing. Um, you know, the relationship with Nikki, I think everybody felt so close with her, so respecting of her as a coach. So it kind of just, it just came together. And do you remember anything specifically from the championship game and then coming back to campus as the school's uh, first ever national champions in any sport? I mean, yeah. So the funny thing is it was, first of all, the, the campus and my, my friends and classmates, so many of them made the trip down to Pennsylvania to watch, which was incredible. I mean, we had a cheering section. We had, like, the parents' caravans. The parents were super close, but they were always together. And then the students... And I remember after the game, you know, we celebrated it. It felt kind of surreal. I had gotten an email from a friend of mine right before that said the forecast <laughs> is champagne showers. And so I had gotten, gone to the locker room, showered, gotten ready, came out, and then all of my friends and roommates were still there waiting for me. And they immediately, like, popped a bottle of champagne and dumped it all over my head again. Uh, so I had to go back in and shower the second time, but that was just, like, the enthusiasm of of all of these people that were our speaker fans, kind of, um, I really remember coming back into campus and driving really late at night because um, we'd made the drive back, you know, in the afternoon and coming in and seeing police, um, police flashing lights and sirens and having no idea what was going on, like thinking we were getting pulled over, which felt kind of embarrassing, and then realizing that they were giving us a police escort back to campus, uh, which was, I mean, just, it was surreal. It was so incredible. I still get kind of chills just thinking about the reception that we got coming back in. And then pulling in, it was freezing cold. You know, like Brunswick, Maine, Thanksgiving, not a pleasant time to be out at midnight or something like that. And pulling into um, the field house parking lot, and there was just, it seemed like there were thousands. I'm sure there were hundreds, but just classmates and friends and faculty. I remember seeing President Mills there. Like, it was really just incredible coming off the bus and having people just, like, cheering and high-fiving and grabbing. It was an incredible, it was an incredible experience, an incredible memory. And that's something you'll probably remember the rest of your life, right? Oh, my God, yeah. I can picture it, like, it's ha- I can picture it right now. I'm having goosebumps just thinking about it. It was, it was just so incredible. I think that that, to me, embodies um, the spirit of what Bowdoin is the small place of people that are working super hard, oftentimes kind of flying under the radar compared to some of our like, flashier counterparts, um, and just an incredible community to come together around a sport that probably half of them like had no idea what was going on on the field, you know, part of the time. Um, just to come together and be each other's best cheerleaders, it was really amazing. And then to wrap everything up, Val, just talk about what your life's been like since graduation and what skills have you taken maybe from the field hockey uh, field uh, to your skills to your life uh, post-graduation at Bowdoin College? Yeah, I mean, I think the most important skill that I took away from my time uh, that year and, you know, throughout my four years at Bowdoin on the field hockey team is how to be a leader and also how to be a teammate at the same time. 
Um, and I think that skill set is something I learned from directly from Nikki and also from previous captains that I had had. But, but being a captain that year uh, was really about trying to, you know, lead, lead peers that were in many ways stronger than me on the field or, you know, stronger than me in other instances. And so the ability to kind of step up and lead without alienating people has been something that has um, I try to take with me into every team that I manage and every role that I move into post-college. Post, um, so right after college, I spent a couple years in politics, and I think the team aspect of politics is, is quite similar to what I felt in the field hockey field. And so I really, I have always thought out working with great teams, which I think is something that I've taken from field hockey. Um, but then moving to business school, coming out here to Stanford, and subsequently moving into um, you know pretty high-intensity career in management consulting, I really have had to draw on those, the teamwork, the determination, um, you know, a confidence in myself, I think, which is really important and it's something that I developed through my time as an athlete. Um, and then certainly that ability to kind of step into leadership roles, but know that you're surrounded by these people that have incredible strengths. And so you need to, you need to figure out how to, how to play up their strengths and be somebody that they want to follow. And I think that that's probably one of the most important takeaways I've had, but um, yeah, it's amazing. I think having played, having played athletics my entire life and played field hockey at Bowdoin, I just have this um, amazing kind of appreciation for working hard and sometimes working for you know a greater good, pushing to through to something that feels a little bit you know like it's a delayed reward or down the line. And that those are skills that will stick with me for the rest of my life. And then too, as well, you you went to you went to school in New England, and now you're working in California as well. So that's you took. Yeah. What's it like to be in California, and uh, is it, do you ever get back to Bowdoin at all? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's incredible to be out here in California. I do not get back to Bowdoin nearly as much as I'd like to. Um, there was a while where I made it pretty much every year. Interestingly, my parents still go up to field hockey games without me. Wow. Uh, I think they see <laughs> other parents whose, whose daughters have long graduated. So the connection is still really, really strong. Um, I love it because when I meet Bowdoin people out here, even those that have been living on the West Coast for a decade or something, a lot of them have heard about our field hockey season and, and heard about, you know, that that period of time in Bowdoin's history. And so they are uh, also kind of like tepid fans from afar. So it gives me a really fun thing to talk about um, right off the bat out here, which has been really great. But the Bowdoin community is incredible out here, which is amazing because we're so far away, you know, small but mighty, I would say. Um, but it is, it's definitely hard. I, I follow from afar. So I... I'm always very up-to-date on the season. My parents actually reminded me the other day they still have it in their calendar, the anniversary of the championship game. So they were reminding me this past week that we were coming up on 10 years again. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a little harder, but the ties that bind us to Bowdoin, I think, are incredibly strong, no matter if you're across the country or across the world. So I've been to a couple Bowdoin weddings. We took a great Bowdoin field hockey photo at Hillary's wedding this last year. Uh, so we've stayed really, really close. We actually have fun little email chains periodically with that team, and it's been a really nice connection point to other Bowdoin alumni as well. Well, Val, well said, and you could always take that national championship for the rest of your life. No one can ever take it from you guys. Uh, Ten years ago, 2007, 2008, national champions, uh, Bowdoin Field Hockey. Uh, Congratulations again ten years later, and uh, thanks so much for the time. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Take care. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Bowdoin Athletic Podcast brought to you by the Polar Bear Athletic Fund. 
Once again, my name is Mike Galtieri, and thank you once again to Hillary Hoffman, Megan McGuire, and Valley Young for joining us on this podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.